This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to another amazing Sunday night with us here on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And while surfing the wonderful thing we call the internet, I came across some interesting stats on uh, Sylvan Learning, uh, the Sylvan Learning website uh, for back to school. And uh, I found it really interesting. Like $27.3 billion are going to be spent in back to school shopping. Wow. That's a lot of money. And uh, 55.6 million kids will be enrolled in pre-K through to grade 12. It seems as though the kids just got out of school, mm-hmm. you know, and it's already time for them to head back. And, and it can be a really stressful time for everyone in the family, not just the ones attending school. And with just over a week to go, I caved and I thought, okay, you know what? As much as I hate talking about this topic, we have to do it. So <laughs> it's back to school right here on The Parenting Show. Joining us in studio today, we've got executive producer and host of Inside Joke, Sandra Carusi. Hello. As well as parenting expert, author, therapist, and friend of the show, the lovely Allison Schaefer. Hello, Yay. ladies. Hello. So good to be back. Did you have a good summer? You know what? I did, but it went by really super yeah. Fast. It only started in August. Like, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I deserve honest, all the rest of September. I honestly think that because the weather was so crappy, it just yes, it delayed us yeah. feeling like this it was is summer. Gross. Yeah, yeah. But did you uh, not to put anxiety on you right off the top? But I'm just wondering, Pina, did you already start cutting back? Are you good with sleep times? Because okay, your kids are so younger. I've, you know what? Um, I've been saying this for like two weeks now. All right. I'm going to start getting them back to, into their bedtime routine yes. and doing dinner a little bit earlier. I haven't done it yet. I know. The intention is there. I know. But I haven't done it this yet. You're, no, you're good. You've, you've got time, though, because your kids really? are small. So, well, how far, how wildly off are you from the time they go to bed? Are you wrong by three hours? Don't ask no, me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> because, really, because if the younger your kids are, the more likely that, yes. you, that you have not gotten too far off the routine no, because I they haven't. don't handle not having a routine anyways. Like, I think it's an hour and a half. But they're, so mm. they're waking up later, going to bed a bit later. So I'm going to start my, mm-hmm. over this next week, yep. is start wake up a little bit earlier. The wake up is key, Pina. Let me, can I tell you that? that yes. Even though we love the tuck-in because we, like, we put all the emphasis on the tuck-in, the way the body works is your body clock calibrates its set point starting on wake-up time. So that's oh. the more important of the two oh, cool. to pay attention to, from just from a just strictly biological that's point of money. view. Okay. <laughs> Say yeah. that again. To see that wake-up time is more focus, important than the bedtime. Focus. Yeah. Fo- yeah. So if you still want to, oh. yeah, if you still want to enjoy kind of a little bit of wiggle room, do it oh. at the evening time. I'm so but relaxed. start, per, yeah, really start with that getting up. It's time to get up. Even if you're a little bit tired, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, just start cracking okay. into it. See, yeah. so I'm usually, I'm, 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 I'm a total I'm fail on this show whenever we have experts no, on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I am yeah. on the right track and I'm, yeah. I've been doing some summer camp. And oh, that's good. See, I have that's been good. Doing, you have to get up for um, camp, right? Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. I can do morning half day or afternoon half day. I've been doing morning on purpose. This way I'm waking them up. It's kind mm-hmm. of like waking up, getting ready to go to school. Yeah. yeah. My you guys. parents. Okay. Best thing I did. I put them in camp. The one, the eight-year-old has been in camp all summer, but the older one, no. He's been doing the cowboy thing with his video games. <laughs> but these two past two weeks that they've been in, wake up at 7.30, best thing. Now, yeah. my problem now, next week, 
because they're off because the week before school right. a lot of parents do that too by the way yeah because they because you got to get errands done right you got to do the back to school shopping you know, right and you don't want to be picking them up from camp <laughs> yeah. you don't want to pick them up for camp and sit on the highway right before the day of school so, so. i have yeah. to stick to it next week yes you do yes oh, yeah gosh good luck yeah Can you come over you guys <laughs> so but like you know oh god with this coming up and mm-hmm. so close i'm actually freaking out about it and you know what i always have gotten like anxiety and stress over back to school, whether it was as a child, an adult with no kids, as a mom, and now I'm also an instructor at Humber College, right? So mm-hmm. so I get this like anxiety and just the thought of back to school overwhelms me. I hate to see summer come to an end because what is it? It's like five minutes long here in Toronto, yeah. you know? So do you get the dreams? Do you get the dreams where you're standing in front of your no. class and you're naked? No, or, I've never no. ever had that. Oh, this is this is oh, as somebody so who really studies common? dream. Oh, back. Oh. To, oh, yes, those are often. I thought those, it was just something people say. No, 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 no. Those are dreams about readiness. Those are dreams about oh. yeah about, so about. I'm not ready. No, if I'm oh, not and, having them. And I'm sure that I'm sure people would would um, resonate with the the dream where you can't find your class or you can't find your locker and you're mm-hmm. just wandering around the halls. Like anyone who's going into high school now is probably starting to have those dreams about getting lost, can't oh find your gosh. class. You're, you, wow. You do you do not have the corner market on anxiety. <laughs> oh god. Well, and you know what? One thing I've learned now that the kids are eight and eleven. I just want to say they they have already started asking little little questions, and you have to listen for them because my kids sneak it in, and it'll be like, "What if my new teacher is mean?" Like out of the blue, yeah. we'll be driving somewhere, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that this means is their thinking. anxiety setting in. They're yeah, thinking. They're that thinking means about it. they've been thinking a lot more than just that one comment that they finally said to me, right? Yeah. And what did it yeah. take for them to actually?" Right communicate that to you Allison now yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> now what well I, well I love your comment which is we need to be listening for those teachable moments and no it's like the tip of the iceberg if one little question blurted out there's probably a process going on underneath and so take that as the opportunity that they want to talk about it I think that that our kids will always pick up on our attitude so if we're anxious mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna think there's something to be anxious about and if you don't like my teacher then what do you know about my teacher that I should know and if you tell me um you'll be fine you'll you'll cope we'll handle this together I'm I'm gonna trust you I, I look up to you so I think we have to really um fake, what fake it till we make it <laughs> you know mm-hmm, when yeah. we act calm and confident more likely our kids will believe us and follow suit and uh I think we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that after the break so stick around because we're chatting back to school with parenting expert Allison Schaefer and Sandra Carusi right here on talk radio am 640. listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and this is it. We're in the home stretch, fellow mamas and papas. Only nine days to go until the kids head back into the classroom. I mentioned earlier before the break, um, stress and anxiety that comes over me as a parent and an instructor. And uh, we know that our kids, Allison said it right before the break as well, they're pretty great on picking up what us parents are feeling and the overall energy and vibes uh, vibes that we're putting out there. The funny part is that what I'm feeling has nothing to do with the kids because Samantha, who's six, she's going into grade one. She's awesome. Love school. Liliana, who's four, she's entering JK and she's great. So I'm not worried about her at all because this kid is going to be like, just like Samantha, she'll be like, all right, bye, ma. See you later. Yeah. Don't need you. 
get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. And I never cried with Samantha. Don't think I'm going to cry with Lily. <laughs> uh, I'm just really excited for them, mm-hmm. right? This is a huge thing. Oh, and- I cried. I cried, I cried like, from both. Can I just did you? Oh, Of course I did. Yeah. It's like more ex- like happy tears, though. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like it's oh, milestones. Little it's people. Milestones. Right. Do your thing. Go learn, yeah. right? But so, so I'm not stressed about them at all. But I just, I just have this weird stress and anxiety that I deal with every time at this, like this time of year. And I don't want my feelings to rub off on them and maybe give them anything to worry or stress over that may have never even been on their radar. Right. right. So like, ooh, is there something that we need to worry about as parents, Allison? So I, I think with anyone who is a worrier, you know, that's, it's really this radar that is saying... What if, what if, what if, what if, as if if we knew, then we could like plan and and change it. But the truth is the future has not happened. That's what I tell worriers. You've got enough problems already. Don't make up new ones that haven't happened yet. And anticipation, it just saps you of your energy. So I think, you know, depression is about dwelling on bad things that happened in the past. Anxiety is about worrying about bad things that haven't happened yet. The only minute that you really have control on is the minute right in front of you. So it's about listening to yourself and saying, look at, I got this thing. If I see my kids suddenly coming home in tears, then I'll inquire and figure out if there's something going wrong in the classroom. Yes. And trust yourself that when the yellow flags start popping up, you're going to notice them and you're going to attend to them. Mm. So you don't need to be all hyper watching for them as if they're going to, you're going to miss them. You're you're not going to miss them. Trust yourself. Trust Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Sandra, did, how do you feel like when it's back to school? Do you stress? Do you, is it stress for them or like, are you good? Like between singing and dancing, I'm, I'm pretty stressed. (laughs) No, you know what? I'm at a point. I think, I think. I remember when my kids were the age of your kids, I was yeah. very nervous. I, w- I really was because it was all very new. I didn't know how it works. And trust me, you I think it's legit the way she's feeling because you don't know what's coming for your kid. Because mm-hmm. school age, Allison, as you know, it's tough. It, yep. When they hit school, it things get serious because there's bullying. There's things that... That really never hit when your kids were under five, right? And so, home with us, or, right. you know what I mean? Like we've yeah. got. So I see that anxiety because you've already tasted it a little bit. So I get that. Now that they're eight and eleven, I, I feel a little more comfort, and I feel a little more comfortable, kind of how to ease them into it. So one thing I'm doing is play dates, and I'm really excellent. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. I'm getting them back socially because my oldest son said, "Well, I don't know, I don't have any friends," and I'm like. How yeah. come you left school with friends? I deliberately had playdates all summer. Not a lot, but I tried to coordinate with parents. And so right before school, I'm going to have a bunch of kids over and we're going to have a little soiree so that they're all feeling good going back in and they already had that connection. I That's, think you should also have a soiree for parents. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have a pool oh, the moms party are coming. and to prepare yeah. us. Well, well. I'm, on, I'm on parent council. Like, I want to reconnect with the moms too. Like, we're friends and I want to see what happened this summer. And, you know, there's a lot you know in our what? neighborhood. I think that's, a, that's great. Mm. So how many... Just reconnect how, with them too. So how many times it, just in this last... Three minutes of conversation of you guys use the word connect. This is what the whole yes. thing is about. Kids do not go to school because they are really excited about the 26 letters in the alphabet. <laughs> Kids go to school because their friends are there and because they love their teacher. And it is a social thing for them. And if they do not feel connected, if they do not feel like they belong, they are going to feel like an isolate. And that is what is going to cause stress. Not yeah. that I can't, you know, count yet. Um, and so... Um, 
in the old days, school went a lot slower, and the teacher came home. I remember I had my teacher home for school. I made her tomato soup, you know, and uh, oh, or they came to the house before yeah. you went off to kindergarten. They actually mm-hmm. did like a little yes, pre-interview in your house. Yes. We yeah. have none of that now, and so teachers um, also have to get the curriculum packed in, so mm-hmm. you don't get to spend like that week where you used to go on a camping trip, or you'd you know lit all about you. Let's yes. make a poster all about you. No time. Tickety talk. ABCs. One two threes. <clears throat> And so I, that part is missing in school. So you're doing more of it with your PTA, more of it with your yes. community. I love it. I love it. I yes. love it. One thing I just do want to say, my yeah. oldest son is ADHD. So transitions are really hard. So at my school, I love Mrs. Harden to death. What she has done for the past three years, my kids have been at school. She does a video and she says, Patrick, he's going to kill me for this. But anyway, Patrick, this is your classroom. This is your teacher. She takes him through. Love it. Amazing. This is the hallway you're going to enter. This is the door you're going to enter. This is what you're going to do, where your shoes go. I mean, this has been going on because he was new at the school three years ago. So he's 11 now. But when he was eight and nine, that was really important. And we're going to do it again this year. So he gets an opportunity to have that little mental dress rehearsal. Yeah. And by the way, if your kids do have ADHD or anything, um, work with your school. They will do things like this for you because that's fantastic. Fantastic and good to know. Yeah. So definitely know that you're not alone and that mm-hmm. there is support. Just ask for it. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere because we're talking all things back to school with executive producer Sandra Carusi and parenting expert and therapist Allison Schaefer right here on The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640 with me, your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And today is all about back to school for us parents and, of course, our kids. Whether they're little ones, teens, adults entering like college or university, it's all about this. Um, We were talking about advocating for our children. And the importance of that. Sandra, you do it. Um, Your son has Mm -hmm. ADHD. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that, you know, hey, it's really important that if you've got a child in the same shoes, go to the school, ask for help because Mm -hmm. they will help you. I have a team. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't know when my guy was four and five, he wasn't diagnosed yet, but um, the signs were there and they know more than we do because usually in, in, by, at two years old Allison you know he had problems with transition there was the signs were there right so I didn't know but he was your firstborn too so yes. like what do you have that to compare right. to like bingo. I don't know are not all kids like this bingo so I didn't know but schools are fully equipped and and so helpful with children with learning disabilities and all kinds of challenges and so as I now that my child's child is older older sorry and I have a second one I am so like in the groove and I know even last year even though I've known last year I did not get in touch with the social worker directly just know there's um resource workers there's all kinds of different uh, workers right Allison there's like five different kinds of early childhood there's all kinds of people in the school but because I didn't contact the social worker and be um what do you call that um Uh, initiative yeah take take the initiative to do that um I didn't hear, and I was sick, as you know. Yeah. I didn't hear to her, from her till the end of the year. And I said, why didn't you call me? She, and I said, why didn't the school tell you to call? She goes, no, that's up to you to do it. 
So you have to be vigilant as a parent, right, Allison? It, it's so easy to get passive and assume that because education is an institution and they deal with this all the time, that they're going to spearhead and take the lead on things. And in fact, they have resources. But unless you advocate, um, and, and that's not everyone's personality. In mm. fact, you can now hire someone to advocate. If you, oh, if my you, gosh. If you don't really? have English as a first language, if oh, you've been, so if you cool. come from a culture where you don't stand up to authority, uh, like it's very intimidating for some people. Yeah. Um, and so it's that's not fair to your kids, but you also don't need to be putting yourself into apoplexy every time you need to speak up for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you, okay, so, where do you hire them and who? <laughs> so I well, I, this this is information from back when I hosted a show and I had a gentleman on named Norman Foreman. Norman Foreman, and, uh, and Easy I'm trying to remember. To, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm trying to remember the name of, of his book. But if you, I'm sure if you just put, I'm, I'm I'm thinking like off the top of my head, what was it called? What was it called? Um, uh, but he had an organization here in Toronto, and um, and that was their their specialty. And that was the first time I had learned that not only can you, you a learn yourself how to advocate, but if you just want to delegate the whole thing, uh, you know that you can. And and to your point. Um, is uh, it uh, sorry? Is the book called "Parents Advocacy in the School"? Maybe is that oh, one brilliant. Right? Oh well, yeah, yeah, it I would don't be, know. I'm sorry, I'm googling go. while we're okay, talking. Good, okay, good. Okay, let's. There we go. That's him. Yeah, he's with Kathleen Wynn in this picture. I, I, <laughs> love this guy. <laughs> so, there you go. Sorry, back to yeah. So cutting you off. Uh, the, the the point being that um, if we compare it to uh, how we need to speak up for ourselves in the medical Definitely. world, same kind of a thing where you know, the squeaky wheel does get the grease. That there, everyone else is busy. Mistakes happen. That if you're not in charge and on top and taking the lead in your own um, kid's case, case work, whatever, um, you can't assume that somebody else is going to. Mm. And one thing I always tell tell people, and I've said it when it comes to medical school, anytime I have to, you know be an advocate for my children um, or even use it in other situations is that think about it this way that one person that's there to help you whether it's the doctor or a teacher or a social worker is dealing with how many people right and so it's so easy to fall off of their radar yeah right um so that's why it's important that we, whether we're doing it for ourselves or our children or even our parents, you know, mm-hmm. as you know, healthcare, anything like that, that we follow up mm-hmm. because and, it's and well, one of us, it's, you know, it's also a two way street, though. OK, because I've also worked on the other side of the classroom door and I'm sure the teachers and the social workers that are out there that when they talk about home and school working together, working collaboratively, it's important. It's so it important. really is important because there's also something where if you're a teacher and you've got 30 years in this career and you've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of kids yeah. and you got a mom that says, well, my kid can't tie his shoes. You need to do that for him. No. And the teacher says, I've seen him tie his shoes at recess. You, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't be offended. You, we're sharing information here. Right. And and when you right. only have one child, you might also have a biased view of what your child is capable of Bingo. Or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, just a small example w- is um, with this drop off that's coming off. Um, kids will cry at the door. But when they get oh, to the gotcha. other side and they get in and they get settled, <laughs> they're fine. As soon as mom or dad walks away, they're yep. like, well, okay, showtime over. Right. And to try to convince a parent who who is, you know, really feels this higher level of distress... I don't want to be disrespectful, but, you know, I'm kind of like, no, you know what? I swear to God, if you walk away, it's I us. got this thing. It's I got us. this. You know? It's always us, so, the parents, even so, with babysitters. My girlfriend won't go out because the kid cries. Well, guess what? 
Because you're, it's you. Yes. I, well, I, I tell people then pay your babysitter more for, <laughs> for having to listen. That's why you pay a babysitter. Yeah, it's not right. a free gig. You think they're going to cry for two hours? Give her a $5 tip. Go out anyways. <laughs> so I just think with home and school, they have something to contribute to the conversation, you know, and uh, and we need to be willing to listen to, to how they're seeing kids functioning. If I ask a teacher, how's my kid doing in class? Like, do they have playmates? Do they have friends? Have some I, faith I, in I them. Need, I need to have trust that they got their yes. eyes on the crown. They know how kids interact. They know when aggression crosses over. So, you know, I, I just to the teachers out there, thank you for what you do. Yes. We're talking all things back to school with Allison Schaefer and Sandra Cruz. So stick around. This is the Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We've got Allison Schaefer in studio with us today and executive producer Sandra Carusi. I'm excited because Allison always comes in here and teaches us a few mm-hmm. good things, eh? Just, mm-hmm. just a few. Mm-hmm. Lots of tips and tricks and advice. <laughs> hey, yeah. listen, somebody taught me. I'm just so happy to share what I learned. If it well, makes we somebody love it. else's life easier, then yay. We <laughs> love having you here. We're talking back to school. And um, one thing that, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's the mom and me, I, you know, I just can't, I'm usually with the times, but this is bothering me. So I've got one niece who started high school last year, another niece who's going into high school, and all these kids, what do they have on them? The hottest accessory, Mm -hmm. a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And I've actually had one of them text me, and I'm like looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, what time is it? What day of the week is it? Isn't mm. this kid in school? Right. So I'm like, hmm. Right. So, so is it me? Like I said, being a mom and I'm overreacting, or is this a real distraction? Like I'm all for electronic devices when they're used as a tool to help students, like laptops and, and tablets. But I don't know. Like you, Sandra, your boys are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Allison, you've got some older kids yep. as well. Yeah. And we one that graduated, adopters. one that graduated from mm. university, right? Yeah. I've year. got so, one graduate, one on the way to graduating. So, okay, what what do we say about these cell phones? Uh, this is a tough one because I talk to parents about this all the time. My my kids at 11, that's a pivotal age, Allison, as you, uh, you know, yeah, so as a they, tween. Are they with? Are they with? Okay. Are, they pa- are they packing? I, are they packing I, phones? They're packing. You're so funny. <laughs> uh, it was me. It was me yeah. who wanted him to have it. Because when he rides around on his bike and he's in the school, I want to be able to call him. Yeah. And also, I have that iPad tr- or iPhone tracking device on my phone, so I oh, know yeah, where yeah. he is. And but I do not like. So he was on a messaging thing with other kids his age. I pulled him off that. Yeah. So he does nothing on it, but let me call him. Yeah. And call me back. And well, so here's here. I love this quote. Technology will fix what technology broke. <laughs> I I That's I, so I true. yeah. Uh-huh. What we're seeing now. Every single day, they are launching a new product to help us live with technology in a way that is healthy. Because we have seen that it is distracting, can lead to bullying, can be, you know, a time suck. And in fact, is designed is by its, by its very nature. They spend billions of dollars designing things to hold our eyeballs. That, yes. that we have moved away from a uh, economy of products to economy of attention because if I can get you to look at this follow this go to this link link then you're going to click on this link and 
At the end so of the day, it, it's money. It, mm. At the end of the day, it comes down to money, but money is attention. And yes. so I, you cannot just look at your kids and say, have self-control, have self-discipline. No. Heck, we, how many hours do adults spend on Candy Crush? Oh, yeah. right. Hello. When, <laughs> Bingo. When, when, in the workplace, when they ask what would be your most preferred um, way that we could um, uh, reward you, you know, do you want more time off? Do you want it? Whatever. People want to check their emails. That's like their favorite Their favorite reward is checking their, their emails. Well, because they so, say that every time someone gets an email, a like on Facebook, a comment on Instagram, whatever it may be, we get this uh, this the, rush. Do, yes, dopamine. dopamine. Bing, dopamine. bing. The reward yeah. centers go crazy. So I just, I say this because that we now see that that people are not tolerating it anymore and so rather than abandoning it because technology is here with us we're just starting to see all these people say hey i see another opportunity here's the opportunity how about if i make it that you make a phone that they can't text people unless i know who they're texting with or whatever and there's a lot of new parental controls a lot of new controls in the school systems that are allowing this to happen so one of the ones that you just mentioned about um, the ipads and, and learning in the classroom for example where technology can be for the good and not the bad you know apple now has apple teachers where all the kids have tablets but the teacher has the master control so she can see what you're on and if she wants you to look at something she can block everybody else but if she wants you to work in groups she can work in groups so she has like the master control to technology and and so this is where i'm saying we can eradicate the part that is not helpful and we can amplify the benefits which i think there's incredible applications for apps we've we've seen this with yes because i've even i remember when samantha started jk two years it'll be two years ago and um, I, she told me that there's iPads in the classroom. I think, mm-hmm. what the hell, iPads mm-hmm. in the classroom? They have kids. to. But it's for the kids with the learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. Now it's for all you of know? them. And, yeah. then, and then she told me, too, that she's like, no, Mama. She yeah. goes, sometimes we all get time on it. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, what do you guys do? <laughs> Surfing so, YouTube? It, but like, so, no, it's yeah. all these, It's all controlled. There's some great yeah. apps. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this sc- is awesome. The school board actually, sorry, for kids with learning disabilities, I want it because this always freaks people out. Yes. Um, they actually, some school, most school boards will pay for a laptop or whatever yes. for children who qualify, like my son, who's now going to qualify um, because he has trouble writing. And um, he, he, when he works with the resource workers, Allison, they'll write for him and he'll, mm-hmm. he'll kind of, and I do this with him at home. Now I've been sick for three years battling cancer. So he fell behind a lot because I wasn't able to do it at home, but fortunately they helped him in the classroom. So now I've sent him to Kumon this summer to get him to catch up to yeah. write because there is, he goes, I don't need to write mom. I've got an iPad, but well, they don't teach cursive anymore. I, no, I know. I and know. that is like, well, I, yeah, I'm not, you know I'm just what? I do there. think there. I'm speechless when it <laughs> yeah. comes to I, that. I don't. I don't disagree that, that like there are developmental uh, steps that you have to go through. Yes. we know that. You know that you if, have to. Although I forgot how to write. I don't know about you guys because I'm on the computer all the time. Yeah. I write like you can't. Yeah. hieroglyphics really. But there, there <laughs> but I anyway. mean, there are some things really that are are just vestigial things from the past that we can let go of, and there's some things that we still have to hold on to, even if we transition to to technology. I really mm-hmm. do believe that. So as parents, though. If our kids have a cell phone, like what, mm. you know what I mean? Like in the classroom, what do we, well, te- are, are, this, are the teachers not they monitoring the, this? Oh yeah. No, like, well, I don't, t- I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. Okay. So sorry. On the age, cause we, on parent council, we talk about this, this is a big, big issue as you can imagine. Yes. They tell them to put it away um, and they can't uh, have it. Uh, and older ages, they can't because the kids are going to have it in grade nine and such. Right. Yeah. But they do. Um, so they can't tell the kids like no cell phone. 
Yes, but so many of them use it. Like sometimes it's used as a tool in the classroom as well. well my right? calculators Allison, on you, here. Well, you better well, speak that, to this. Yeah. I can't well, I mean, I'm not a school. I'm not a schoolroom teacher. Yeah. But I mean, the general idea is is that we want to teach kids how to be digital citizens, and we want them to know how to use technology in a way that is is responsible and respectful. And if your attention is supposed to be on a lesson with the teacher in front of you, that's sort of like saying at the dinner table, your attention is supposed to be on the people at the table around you, not the people that aren't here. So it's one thing to say you're talking about movies on the weekend and you say what's the name of the guy that's in that movie and somebody decides they're going to like google the answer or ask siri the answer you're still participating with the people at the dinner table so like in the classroom if you're paying attention to the teacher and you can do that great but if you're like texting friends and you're off task then mm. you are not using your technology and i have no trouble with the consequence for that being that if you can't manage your privileges then you lose your privileges and it can be taken away and obviously younger kids need to have more controls and tighter limits and boundaries mm-hmm, definitely. Than, than than older kids and the consequence for older kids is if you do not apply yourself and focus in class you fail the test mm-hmm. and and we can't rescue them from that reality too because they are eventually going to go to college mm-hmm. and are they going to pay attention to the prof who's going to sit their profs not going to care whether they're paying attention no skin off their yeah they're paying tuition that's right you you, you know uh, fail or don't fail so i think it's a gradual process i have no trouble with it with the teacher having a a, a tech-free classroom with the with the younger ages but the the idea of training a child for self-discipline rather than this yes evading and totally different things yeah we're talking back to school we're getting ready for back to school with allison schaefer and sandra carusi right here on the parenting show on talk radio am 640 You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We've been talking back to school, things that we need to do to get ready to prepare ourselves as parents and to prepare our kids. We've got Allison Schaefer in studio with us today. She's a therapist. She's an author. She is a parenting expert. And we've got our executive producer and host of Inside Jokes, Ms. Sandra Carusi. Um, so we've got a variety of, uh, of people in here with us today. And uh, we're all moms to kids of different ages. Mm. Um, so, Allison, I'm turning to you. All right. You just had one graduate from yep. university. Yep. And one is going to be on her way, right? Yes. So for the parents that are listening with the older the older kids entering college or university. Oh, and, the uh, ultimate. And you know what? Actually, even, um, I don't want to say it, but I know that it happens. You know, the older grades in, in high school. One thing that stresses me, worries me, more so for the kids that are going away, though. There's a lot of peer pressure. And there's that whole thing to be cool. And for Mm. some reason, that underage drinking comes into play. Oh, yeah. Um, When it's in high school, um, parents still have their kids under their roof. So there's still this, you know, feeling that they can stay on top of it. But when you're sending your kids off to college... You know, they're off in residence. This is really for many kids. If they haven't done the camp experience like yours, um, you know, this this newfound independence. And there is often a culture of drinking at these uh, colleges. So we need to have a conversation with our kids about that. And part of that is is education about the university policies because I hear so many stories where kids said but I wasn't in my campus I was off campus Mm. yeah but if you were drunk walking back to your dorm room and security stopped you you're still a student at that university and they can still hold the the same right 
See? This wow. Is, so now suddenly you've got a kid that's, you know, uh, suspended from class. And if that just happens to fall around when they've got some uh, big paper due or a midterm or something, these things can have very big consequences. And they, they're unaware of this. You need to review the policies of the school so you can't say that you were going into this blind. And that's huge because... Um I'm probably most, I haven't got my schedule yet. I'm waiting, going to get it in the next few days. But I usually teach an 8 a.m. Thursday morning oh, yeah. class at yeah. Humber. Humber College. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At Humber College. We've got our pub there, you know. So so I do see this. And um, I think that the students and, and parents need to talk to their kids about this because social media is a huge, uh, plays a huge factor in this too because these kids are posting on social mm-hmm. media. And guess what? If you're lucky or fortunate enough to have a scholarship... Yep, they can renege a scholarship. Oh, yeah. wow. They can they can kick they can they yeah. can kick you off a sports team if you're if you had your sights on being, you know, in the NHL and you were looking forward to your draft and think all again. this is, so I think this is what I mean. We as adults, we think that this has crossed our kids' minds, but it haven't, but it hasn't. So I think we really have to have that conversation. And regardless of where you stand on on the whole matter, it, you know, to say it is right now in this province against the law. And you are breaking the law. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what your personal opinion is, that our family expectation is that we don't pick and choose which laws to uphold and which ones we're going to just discard. I'm so glad you said that. And so so simply say it's illegal and we expect you to be law-abiding. And now that sounds like a small thing, but it's actually a huge thing. And what I mean by that is parents don't understand how much sway they have in um, children's decision making around underage drinking. We, we we think we we think that they only care about peer pressure. But the fact is, when you interview youth and say why did you decide to pass on the drink, they will say because I didn't want to disappoint my parents. So if you want your wow. kids to still have your influence while they're not under your roof, the best strategy is to have a healthy relationship with with them and to continue to say that your expectations are that they're going to follow your family values of of being a law-abiding citizen that really does matter we're going back to what we said in the beginning of the conversation about connecting and communicating yeah well, so, and I've got a whole series about how to communicate with your kids on this hot topic, and it's on, where's I have that? A, I have a YouTube channel, and it's Go called subscribe. Family Talk. Family it's, Talk? It's called Family Talk on Allison Schaefer's YouTube channel. I've got a whole series, a little three-minute video vignettes. You can sit down with your kids, watch them together. It can be a conversation starter, um, but there's lots of more intel on that topic. Awesome. So... Get ready to take notes because uh, we're going to be coming back to class just after a little break <laughs> with Allison Schaefer and Sandra Carusi. This is the Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Now back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Grab your notebook, your pen, your laptop, your tablet, your phone, whatever. Take some notes because we've got Allison Schaefer here with us today. She is an author. She's a parenting expert. She is a therapist. We also have Sandra Carusi, mom of two. She's our executive producer and she is also the host of Inside Jokes. We're talking back to school and uh, we're chatting about do's don'ts tips advice and um we're gonna wrap things up but i want to turn it over to allison and i want to ask allison key tips advice um that you can give parents on how to help 
prep for the upcoming school year? What can we do as parents to, um, for ourselves and maybe like help our kids just, you know, have a smooth transition back and have, have a good year? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in the family meeting, as you know. Yes, we spoke about this last yes. time when you were on. So, and of course, if people say I start and then they fall away to the wayside. And I get that. That's totally fine. But it's time. Sit down. Back to school. Time to have a meeting. Um, and I think what we want to do is get a family calendar in place. Uh, we want to establish an inbox where everything that is communication from the school that needs to come to a parent goes into an inbox mm. so that we've got this little routine that happens after school that you create with your kids where where does the Tupperware from the lunchbox go? Where does the paperwork go? Um, so you know, how do we write our commitments on the calendar so that there's just a flow of communication because it, you are going to get bombarded. You're going to get forms for pizza, mu- lunch, mm-hmm. money, God, and that first the health week is form. Hell. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of paperwork. So brace yourself by having these systems in place. The calendar, the inbox, and something to figure out around lunch. Some meetings. Yep. And um, the second thing I think is just because it's the first day of school, you don't have to have it all done. What they really want is a nice outfit for the first day of school. They don't have to have an entire wardrobe makeover. Thank you for for school uniforms. That's all I got to say. Had to cut you off there. Thank you, Catholic system. (laughs) Just takes it right (laughs) off your plate. So, you know, hey, if you didn't get, as long as you get some for the first day of school, we've got all of September. I don't have to stand 500 deep in that line. Um, I think another great thing to do is just to go do like a whole little inventory, right? So it's kind of how many binders, how many pencil cases, you know, know that calculator works fine. You don't get to upgrade that. <laughs> and and I find just giving kids a budget is really helpful. So if you want to give them like a little card to Staples and say, look, at here's $75 for the back to school supplies. If you want like to blow it on mm-hmm. one root snap sack and use all your binders from last year that are scribbled on, then great. Um, I'll let you make that decision for yourself. But. Oh, that's fantastic because it also gives them that that independence. And, they ha- mm-hmm. and, they, and they're learning some financial literacy skills. They get to live by their values. They can kind of, you know, make their own decisions around that. Um, so I think those are all kind of like good little, you know, starting like those starting mm-hmm. starting planning preactive. And I always just stock up on a bunch of stuff for school projects because I have a policy. If, if you don't let me know that you have, you need, yes. you know, a Bristol board, Tough luck. you can't ask me at 10 o'clock at night because <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, you know, <laughs> it's not, it ain't going to happen. It's that not going to happen. So. so genius what she just yeah. said. I had a mom go on Facebook one night and go, anybody know where I could get a bristle board? It was 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and I'm like, shop was closed. closed. Shop yeah. Oh, yeah. 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight. No, I did, my, my mother was an art teacher, so we had a well-stocked house. Oh so God. I always just followed in that tradition. But I'm, your, pro, what is it? When, when does your poor planning become yeah. my emergency no way yeah. but that's what the family meetings are for so you look at the whole week and you who's got a birthday who's got a uh, field trip who's Love got a this there you go I'm taking tons notes. of tips and more if you are tuning in now and you missed uh, part of the show you can always listen back on our podcast and it's at 640toronto.com we also share it on our Facebook page facebook.com slash the parenting show Allison if people want to find you where can they do that best thing is my website allisonshafer.com and then that's got all my other social media handles you can find me anywhere can you spell Google that out me. for everyone I know my name is like, terrible <laughs> no there's so many ways right so, yeah, so give so us a spelling A-L-Y-S-O O-N-S-C-H-A-F-E-R.com. And we're going to share that on our Facebook page thank as you. well. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Allison. My and pleasure. Thank you for joining us, Sandra.
Oh, she's you're gonna, welcome. She's now she's gonna. I took notes. You know what she's gonna do, Allison? Because right after this show, she's got uh, Inside Jokes, which is her comedy show. <laughs> so now she's gonna like make fun of make like fun. Yeah, she's gonna make fun of me. She's gonna be like, Pina, she's all stressed for what? Yay, the kids are the kids are going to school. Oh gosh, no, this is break a good... break open the champagne. Yeah, right. I know. Party <laughs> up, party up, mommies. What are we talking about? Uh, school and drinking. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you next week right here on the Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi Sandra. Today is a trend for renters. It might be a good time to buy. Good rental properties are scarce and rents are on the rise, but the mortgage rates remain low. And with the recent downtick in the market, some of the home prices are leveling off. So now may be a good time to at least investigate the buy versus rent calculation and start building your own equity versus paying down someone else's mortgage. Call or email me with any questions. Call Holly at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.